Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Bipolar Disorder Moment. Today, we'll be talking to my psychiatrist, Dr. Heather Scott. Hey, Alan. How's Hi, Dr. Scott. Welcome to my podcast. Hey, thanks for inviting me. I really You're appreciate welcome. the invitation. It's good to see you today. It's good to see you too. Thanks for coming. I have a lot of great questions for you today. So I'll start right away so we don't run out of time. Fire away. Okay, the first one is, I don't know, might be a strange question for you. It's almost embarrassing for me to ask, but a lot of people have no idea what psychiatrists do. Um, and they're very confused about the difference between psychiatrists and psychologists. So a, lo a lot of my listeners have no, no experience with psychiatry. Do you think maybe you could explain a little bit about what psychiatrists do? Sure. Um, psychiatry is a specialty in medicine. And so psychiatrists have all gone to medical school. Um, and then I did five years of training um, after medical school to become a psychiatrist. And so you learn about the biological and very medical aspects of treating mental illness. And then you also learn about the psychological part of um, helping people pay closer attention to their feelings and, you know, improve the relationship they have with themselves and others. And so psychiatrists will work in hospitals, seeing people in emergency and admitting them onto the unit. So someone who's bipolar, who's really sick, comes to the hospital, they're going to encounter a psychiatrist because um, at least in Canada, we're the ones who prescribe the medication. Um, whereas in the community, you could see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Most people with bipolar disorder do encounter a psychiatrist because of the specialized type of medication used to treat the disorder. But um, psychologists are also involved and can be helpful in the psychological treatment um, and helping you feel better about yourself. So that's kind of the difference between the two. Psychologists, um, they'll just study psychology in university. Well, I'm glad I asked you that question rather than try to do it myself because that was way better than what I would have said. <laughs> um, so I know a lot of people who have bipolar disorder and I've been working with people who have bipolar disorder for a very long time. And mm -hmm. it's pretty rare that psychiatrists also do psychotherapy with their patients, I found anyways. Mm -hmm. But you do. So how did that, was it because of the schooling you had? Why is that different from most psychiatrists? Um, it might have had to do with my training. I, I was always interested in what made people tick. And if someone wasn't getting well on a medication that was supposed to get them well, I was always wondering, why is that? And and I, I remember as a junior resident noticing a woman on the unit who was also having a really difficult time in her relationship. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking, well, we're not going to fix that with a pill. Mm -hmm. and, and why is she in this relationship? What keeps her there? And how is this contributing to her overall mental health? Mm -hmm. So I think that that was just an interest of mine. And I've just pursued it as I, as I finished my training and got into practice that okay. it just became a focus of what I do. So, okay. and I enjoy it. Okay. Are you still protecting your bread dough 
Yes. From yeah. the cat. <laughs> Dr. Scott has a cat trying to attack her bread dough right now. So. I'm not being very successful. <laughs> so there are a lot of different forms of therapy. Um, yes. Cognitive behavioral therapy is very popular for people who have bipolar disorder. Yeah. I think it really helps people because it's really designed to help people deal with some negative thoughts in a logical way. You, oh, yeah. don't, you don't do cognitive behavioral therapy, do you? I don't think you do, do you? No, no. I think um, different people find different techniques that they really speak to them. Mm -hmm. if, um, if you really look at what makes a difference, it's mostly in the therapeutic relationship you have with someone and not particularly in the technique. Mm -hmm. because, oh, really? Um, Interesting. Yeah, there are all kinds of techniques you can use mm -hmm. that are kind of getting at the same problem in a different way. Really? And yeah, and that um, uh, I think if you have a healthy relationship with your therapist and that person is helpful to you and helping you understand yourself, that, that's what makes the greatest gains. Oh, interesting. So the greatest gain is from helping an individual understand themselves. In whatever technique you use. Hmm. Interesting. And their feelings. Huh. I never thought of that. So um, maybe you could tell everybody what type of therapy you do and uh, maybe explain it a little bit. Yeah, I do psychodynamic therapy hmm. and it focuses um, on early relationships and how that um, basically um, helps people develop emotionally. And if there's trauma in those early relationships, it can have a huge impact on how you see yourself and others in relationship and, and how um, your mood is stable as well, because you can have mood instability for psychological reasons, not just biological reasons as you see in bipolar disorder. So um, when you're looking at doing that type of therapy, you're helping someone pay attention to their feelings and experience their feelings in a whole way in, in a very um, empathic environment, which hopefully is, is going to um, heal some of the trauma that occurred earlier on where um, children in pain were not received in the kindest way. So when you're saying early relationships, what age group or like what age would an early relationship be oh this is childhood so um typically under 10 and those early relationships often get repeated in relationships in adulthood because you're still trying to work out the problem that occurred in the first relationships primarily with um, the caregiver and so someone who has repeated difficult relationships with women or you know, um, romantic relationships. Um, they can keep trying to replay and solve a problem that occurred earlier in life. And if you go back and really examine that and the feelings around it and mm -hmm. let those feelings go, then it can help you heal from that experience so you can then make healthier choices for yourself. Mm -hmm. oh, that was a very good explanation. So your early experiences, your early relationships, psychodynamic therapy helps you with dealing with that and undoing the damage that's done there that may impact your current relationships. Yes. 
And how does psychodynamic therapy do that? Um, it's um, by examining what has happened in current relationships in terms of um, emotional turmoil and then relating it back. Oh, you feel that someone is, um, you know, being cruel to you in this way. Has this ever happened to you before in your life? And then, oh, yeah, I remember back in 1986. Da -da 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 -da. And so it's helping people make those linkages in their own mind and bring up those earlier feelings so that those can be worked through. So work through means some healing around that, right? Yeah, definitely. Experiencing the feeling and then just letting the wound heal. Which can be a lot of tears. Yes. It's and, a, and anger. Mm -hmm. So people don't, I think a lot of people think that therapy is a place you go to get like medicine and then you leave and you feel fantastic. But it's not always like that, right? No, no, it's not always. <laughs> From experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually no. work, you know, it's real work. It's a work. lot of work, yeah. It's a lot of work, yeah. Um, and it's painful, but at the end, it, you heal the wound. I, I always think of it like in medical terms, if you've got an abscess, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be kind of gross. But mm -hmm. if you've got an abscess, you just can't put a Band-Aid on it and then it'll heal. You have to drain it, and once it's drained, then it heals often quite nicely. So it, it, therapy work to me is like draining abscesses. Yeah, that sounds like a good analogy. Yeah. Another thing that people who don't have trauma, I think, don't quite get is they don't understand, and I don't know if you can speak to this, but you often hear, why can't you just leave the past in the past? Why do you have to keep bringing up the past? Well, you could if you want. And, and that's fine for some people. I have no problems mm -hmm. with that. I'm not going to poke around where I'm not wanted. Um, yeah. But for some individuals that um, if it keeps replaying, if it mm -hmm. keeps, if they, if they have nightmares or flashbacks, they're re-traumatized in relationship, they can't cope, excuse me, there's fears of abandonment, then I think you do have to sort out what, what's going on with that person's permission because mm -hmm. it's it's the person you're working with who makes the decision whether or not they want to do the work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i i've heard that quite often it, of course in my own personal experience i've seen how <laughs> it's hard to talk to you with the cat that's okay um I, I've seen how going back has helped me, but I know if you haven't experienced trauma or you haven't had that issue, it can be it can be hard. I'm not laughing because that's not uh, because it's insensitive. I'm laughing because her cat is attacking her face. Yes, I'm being mauled. <laughs> so she is I determined just, to get into my um, Red Bull. It's really quite <laughs> impressive her determination. <laughs> Okay, so um, you mentioned it briefly, but how does therapy help people with bipolar, <laughs> bipolar disorder? Well, just because you have bipolar disorder doesn't mean that you haven't experienced anything that is traumatic in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that we have, I mean, the medications for treatment of bipolar disorder, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear. Okay. Are... Um, are getting better and better. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, you rat! <laughs> anyway, Should have had video for this. That was entertaining. 
Oh my God, yes. I got to figure out how to get my screen back though. Oh. Uh, there you are. Sorry about that. No problem. <laughs> so why, <laughs> um, how therapy helps people with bipolar disorder. Yes. That um, you have some people with bipolar disorder who have no history of trauma, like um, nothing at all. And they respond really well just to medication. And, and that's fantastic. But I find in cases where, you know, I've done my best in terms of medication treatment and there's still difficulties, mm -hmm. that it's extraordinarily difficult to get a full remission just from, um, just from medication. <laughs> so um, we have to take a look at, okay, well, what else could be going on? Um, just like anyone else who presents with um, difficulties in their life, um, depressive illness, anxiety, any other type of diagnosis mm -hmm. that um, might be related to trauma or early childhood trauma. Um, you can take a look at that and uh, see what else you can, uh, what else, how else you can be helpful, you know? And, um, so in those circumstances, that's where I've started using some um, psychotherapeutic techniques, which in fact have been helpful for some people. You know, some people in my clinic do really well just with medication, and for some people, I have to add in therapy at the same time. So what is it about uh, trauma that prevents remission? That's a really good question. I think that... Um, if you look at bipolar disorder from a purely biological model, then when we affect the brain with medication, then symptoms settle down. But people don't, people say that they don't feel really happy or really good. And then when you examine other reasons for that, you can find out that it's related to early childhood trauma. And that's where you have to actually provide treatment for that problem. So someone with bipolar disorder can come in with bipolar disorder only, or they can come in with bipolar disorder plus early childhood trauma or post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, it just doesn't have to be one thing only. I have a theory. Like, I don't know what your opinion is on this, but for me, I used to hit depressive episodes when I was, triggered by something and I always wondered if it's just the stress of the of the sort of flashback that I would get that would trigger my mm -hmm. depressive episodes yeah I mean uh, yeah that, that's a good point and in psychotherapy what we're also aiming to do is really help with emotional resilience so mm -hmm. that you can um, hold complex feelings um, anger, sadness, and, and you can manage those in a much more healthy way. And so if, if you've not had that experience younger, and then you're trying to do it later once you've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, it can get really complicated because what part is yeah. if you haven't learned how to deal with complex feelings and what part is bipolar disorder? It's yeah. a bit of a field, if I may say. Believe me, I know. <laughs> uh, so occasionally I run across somebody or 
I think even out in the community, people don't understand that bipolar disorder, the symptoms are quite physical. Mm -hmm. Often they think it's psychological. So is it possible for somebody to just be treated with psychotherapy if they have bipolar disorder without the medication? Um, I haven't seen that. But again, I, I see more moderate to severe cases where you need something to give, uh, you know, some level of mood stability. Okay. Okay. And um, so when I'm treating bipolar disorder, there's always some type of medication on board. And yeah. then we do psychotherapy on top of that. Yeah, I've never met anybody either that can get no. by without the medication successfully. Yeah, no. Yeah, successfully. Good point. <laughs> I've met people who are really suffering and trying to push through, but it that doesn't seem to last long term. I guess if they were fine, I would never meet them, but I suspect it's very rare. Yeah, I think if someone would be fine just with psychotherapy, I'd really ask whether or not there was the presence of bipolar disorder. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> so... We discussed a little bit that there's different types of therapy. How about somebody with bipolar disorder figure that out if they need therapy or what type of therapy they would need? How, how does that work? Um, I think that if you're on medication and um, you and your psychiatrist are working really hard together collaboratively to sort out a nice combination, yet you're still struggling. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good time to kind of wonder, oh, would some psychotherapy be helpful? Mm -hmm. um, you know, how do I feel towards myself? Am mm -hmm. I happy with who I am? Do I mm -hmm. feel of, you know, not liking myself? Do I notice that I'm quite critical towards myself? Mm -hmm. um, do I have problems in interpersonal relationships, which are outside of when there's an episode of mania or depression? Um, are there substance abuse problems? Am I trying to, you know, self-medicate something that's very painful inside? Then mm -hmm. I think that, you know, th then you can ask yourself the question, oh, do, do I need, need to look at this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're being treated by somebody, have a conversation. Like, you know, oh, I got this other thing going on. You know, mm -hmm. do you think you can help me or do you know someone else who can help me? Because if, if a psychiatrist is not, you know, doing psychotherapy, they can, they often know people who do, they can make a referral. I guess it's not a rare thing <laughs> that somebody with bipolar disorder doesn't need therapy, right? So I'm sure it comes up enough so that every psychiatrist would have an idea of how to yeah. treat people. Yeah, exactly. Just told us, I'm going to put, put my mute on for two seconds. Okay. I suspect this may be a cat incident. Oh, oh, she didn't put her mute on. So my next question is going to be about if people can benefit from psychotherapy if they don't have bipolar disorder. What? Can people benefit from therapy if they don't have bipolar disorder? And I got to say, I know everybody can't see you, but I really appreciate the amount of effort you're putting in. You went from protecting your cat, from protecting your doe from the cat, and then you moved around. I don't know why. And now you're outside, and it's not that warm here. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you now. Now you put yourself on mute. There we go. <laughs> We're almost done, so you don't have to stay outside very long. 
Yes, people without bipolar disorder can really benefit from psychotherapy. Yeah. And yeah. for that reason you're saying about having an understanding of themselves. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the ability to feel your feelings, to allow yourself to express your feelings to their full extent, to, because that allows you to feel not only sadness but joy. And you know, many people will block themselves from feeling sadness because that's too painful. Yeah. But when you do that, you block out joy as well. Mm-hmm. And you block out the ability to really enjoy good things in your life and relationships. And so to me, that's what psychotherapy is all about. It, it is about the ability to feel your feelings fully and to have good feelings towards yourself, to have resilience when things are difficult, to be able to push on when things are difficult and the ability to connect with people in your life and feel supported by others and give back support. I mean, it's sort of like helping, helping someone become the best person they can be and the person that they want to be and helping to remove the blockages that keep people away from being the best that they can be. Oh, that was really lovely. I think, I don't think I I was going to ask you if you had any parting thoughts, but I think that was, that was perfect. Uh, And we won't keep you any longer. So you don't have to stand outside holding on to your laptop. Well, I really have to apologize that it was far more complicated to do this. (laughs) That's okay. The basement being painted. I couldn't go downstairs. No, I really, really appreciate your time. So, well, thank- you know, it's it's uh, really nice to talk to you. And if uh, anything on your podcast helps someone else, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. And and you know, I, I think what you're doing is great. So keep it up. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Doctor Scott. Okay. Have a great right. day, Alan. Thank you. You too. Have a good day. And that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. And goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.